welcome to another thrilling season of Truth and Reconciliation. It's the Pellwood Fantasy Football League podcast. He's Peter Elwood. I'm Seth Martin. It is great to have you with us. Peter, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing good. I've had an off-season to recover from uh, not winning anything last year and uh, ready to jump into a, a new season. It's a new day. You know, every year it's uh, th- this time. This time it's it's my year, right? So, Absolutely. but I'm uh, excited to be uh, regrouping with the league. We got everyone yeah. coming back again, and uh, we'll run it back. Yeah, it's kind of funny you say that. Uh, I don't I don't play the lottery um, about once every ten years, I guess, and it's because of the fun hype of when it's you know, I don't know, one point whatever billion it was a couple right. of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But I kind of feel the same way towards the lotteries I do fantasy football. Like when I buy the ticket, like you know. Two or three days ahead of the drawing, I'm like, I'm going to win. Like I like I, I, I bought, you know, this two dollar investment is gonna pay off. I'm going to win. And that's how I feel about fantasy football. Like ahead of the season, I'm like, this is mine. This is like I the odds be darned. Like <laughs> going into the season, I have everything I need to be successful and to win. This is my year. And it's almost like when you know the numbers come out and of course you don't win, it's like how is this possible? <laughs> the, the 300 gazillion to one odds were not in my favor. I don't, I right, don't get it. Right. I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I think, I think the, the better attitude to have what usual, <clears throat> I don't play the lottery. I do play DFS and, and this not an attitude I have with DFS. Is, it's a game of know, skill, you guys. And I, I, I never, I never, you know, win first place, but I, I, I won third place a couple times this year. That, that was fun, but I'm still like break even for the year. But <laughs> my thought, my thought playing DFS and playing things football. And I think the thought with the lottery should be is I'm buying this ticket. I'm submitting this entry fee for the cost of the entertainment. That's this right. is the price of entertainment. It's like a movie ticket That's where right. I'm, I'm paying this to be entertained. And I get that level of entertainment from DFS. If it's, you know, $1, $2, $3 entry, I get that much entertainment from it every day. I get as much entertainment from our league for more than more entertainment than what we have <laughs> for our league dues. Um, oh yeah. Over, over, over the course of four months, five months uh, of, you know, heavy grinding during the season is well worth the cost of admission. So whether win or lose, I have gotten the entertainment value out of it. Um, and just winning is definitely icing on the cake. That's right. Well, it's been a while since either of us won. Let's talk about uh, the, uh, the fact that we're both in the in the challengers bucket this year, have we yep. been in the same bracket in a while? Uh, we were both in the incumbents a couple years, years ago, ago yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In 2019, we we're both in the incumbents yeah. division. Um, so yeah, back in the challengers. But you know what? We're with friends in the challengers. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and what I mean is that we've got come we've into got the really- light, all are welcome. We've got really good um, league parity now, where it's not the same, not the same teams in mm-hmm. the challengers every year. I think we had four teams move from the yeah. incumbents division up to the um, challengers division this past season. Uh, I think that's the first time we've ever had that happen. Yeah. Now we've um, talked about so, that. So that's pretty pretty exciting. The positional swing has historically been one, if not two teams. Yep. And so yep. to really shake it up and, uh, like you said, bring a bit of a parity. What do you think uh, led to that, um, call it, uh, revolution uh, of overturn this last year? I don't know if it was any specific thing other than 
overall league still rising. And, uh, you know, we had like Brian Kidd made it to the challenges division this year. He finished in third place last year. Great. Uh, you know, it's his second year in the league. Um, he's a, a strong player, but it took him a year to get used to the, the auction draft and, you know, maybe get used to some of our, our league settings and rules and, and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I think we just got a, a lead full of strong players. And I think um, it's just law of averages is that, you know, over time we're going to have a pretty good uh, overturn um, turnover. <laughs> That's the word. Uh, pretty good turnover between uh, who's in what division and yeah. uh, how everyone finishes. So for for those who haven't won in a while, just you know, keep on keeping on, and you're gonna you're gonna get there at some point, right? What a what a pep talk! And meanwhile, yeah. pay your dues. But what? A yeah, pep exactly. talk. <laughs> <laughs> just keep filling that coffer, and it's coming. You know, <laughs> here's your time. Yeah. you just buy this holy water, and one day the blessing will come back around. That's right. That's right, man. Well, so we've got uh, some celebrations in order as we are looking back towards last season. Um, maybe some honorable mentions as well. But what is your, uh, as you reflect on last season, uh, where does your, where do your props go? Oh, well, I, I mean, as I think about last season, what I'm really most thinking about is that we still have like one open item from last season mm-hmm. that has not yet been resolved, and oh. that really falls you're breaking on, up pete <laughs> <laughs> that falls on your shoulders i think we're running sir, out of time our, our as, dadgum zoom limit is about to <laughs> as the uh final yeah. final final uh you know last place winner yeah. uh, finisher you have some Hang responsibilities on. wait a minute did you just call me the last place winner i won yeah I, I have the honor, the distinction of, of last right. place. Right. Yeah. So uh, you have a, a punishment that's due, and that is to do the uh, NFL combine uh-huh. workout and, and record it so we can all witness it. So I would like to hear what are your plans and uh, is this going to is this going to coordinate with draft weekend or are you going to do it before draft weekend? What What are you thinking? Yeah. Well. Let me let me answer a couple of things. Um, so one, uh, the uh, the distinction that you made there that I have a punishment that is due. I just for the sake of clarity for anybody who may be unfamiliar with our our rules, the punishment is uh, required or an option when it comes to keeper uh, elements, or is it a or is a keeper a secondary punishment if you fail the first punishment? Let me uh, pull up the rules, the yeah. bylaws, real quick. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to scream uh, out of anything here. Like, yeah, like, yeah. It, clear. As stated in the bylaws, the punishment is that the team owner of the last place team must complete the NFL combine drills and share video evidence of its lead, or that team owner will forfeit its cheaper in the following season. So, no, see, I. It, it, it is uh, an option. You could still well. lose your keeper instead. So, yes, it's an option. But historically, uh, we have pretty, pretty much dogpiled on any individual who waved the white flag and dropped their keeper, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and well, so I, I feel I think like it, there's there's a there's an option of honor, and then there's an op- option of dishonor. Like you can accept defeat and go the samurai way, and right. or you can drop your keeper. 
So right. I hear those rules and I go, I, as a committed league member of the, the Pellwood Fantasy Football League for now well over a dozen years, I, I hear that rule and go, my honor is at stake. Now, is it tempting? I'm not going to lie. It's kind of tempting to look at my keeper (laughs) options and be like, what's the combine worth in terms of auction draft Mm -hmm. dollars? Like, is it worth $4? Is it worth $5? (laughs) Like, eh, like uh, if I'm looking at it pragmatically, which I feel like that's something that, and I don't want to assume, you know, you would do, but you've, you've been known to be pragmatic when it came to, you know, winning and losing uh, a lot. Uh, you know, certain coach comparisons. So, so, so what, what, uh, what does your pragmatism say about this versus kind of the, the honor tension? I, I mean, for me, it's like, I just, I, I think it'd be fun to do the combine workout. I, I, I would, I, 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 that's why I'm wondering, is it going to coincide with the draft weekend so I can be there and, and, and do it with you or, uh, or what your plans are? That's, that's really why I'm asking. I just, I just want to know if I, I'm going to do it too. So. Yeah. Well, no, I actually, uh, I hadn't considered that, um, but uh, there is a plan and it, it will, have, evidence will be in store for the league prior to the draft. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I hadn't considered uh, waiting and doing it and throwing it out there to other people or creating a spectacle out of it. Um, but uh, there's not a lot of net gain for me um, in doing it in front of somebody. <laughs> so <laughs> I do enough of that. Uh, the rest of the year we had our camp gladiator games back in july which is an annual outdoor crossfitty kind of stupid competition and this was the dumbest of the competitions that i've been a part of it was it was stupid i i I wanted to die it was so i'm not thrilled about the notion of doing it in front of some of my best friends uh and uh getting heckled while i'm doing it i'd rather do it in the control of a of a studio so 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 uh, yes, there's a plan. It's coming. Um, again, I'm tempted to to kind of like dive out of it and go like, oh yeah, no, it's my option and play the play the pragmatic rule. But I know what I'd be up against. I know I know the draft uh, culture uh, and what would happen when everybody shows up and goes, hey, so so no keeper, huh? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna turn it into real value, and they're like, no, you just copped out. Like yeah. we know, yeah. we know. So. So that rule is intact. And uh, I also, there's a precedent that I want to set because I don't expect to get last place this year or ever again, which is something else I want to address. Last year uh, in October, Ally and I's world hit the absolute fan. And we got sucked into some critical family issues and all kinds of drama and all kinds of pain points that stole a lot of our time and our energy and honestly just our emotional bandwidth and uh as much as i prioritize the league and fantasy football in general i did not put even a lot of my relationships on the front burner and the fall of 2021 was something to be survived and we didn't really see daylight until uh january and it wasn't until march that i could say we were like okay we're, we're back we've got our feet underneath this things have normalized and that's not an excuse by any means, but it is kind of my reality that uh, if anybody noticed an absence of of me or my typical energy or investment, it's because I didn't have the, the energy or bandwidth to give uh, at that degree. Um, but I care deeply about setting a precedent for our league in that the league punishment 
is not something to be dodged. Like it's like a draft dodge. Like it's like, oh, I've been thinking about leaving the league, and the year I got last place was just confirmation. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, like you, there's an exit tax at that point, and we need to we need to create some exit fees, uh, like an ETF, <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna bow out before league punishment. So anyway, I, I've committed, and this is my demonstration of that commitment uh, to be awesome. continued. Awesome. Well, it would be the first time the last place punishment would have been fulfilled because that's that has been the situation thus far is last place has either left the lead or was like getting married and, and didn't uh, prioritize get doing the, the, the punishment beforehand. So, uh, yeah, I, I do hope we can set a precedent and this is something that we can uh, uh, see in the future. And also, you got to like set the bar, the standard of performance of these combine drills. And uh, does whoever does last place next year, it, competitions on them to to try to beat whatever your uh, your mark is. So that'll be fun to have a little side game going of uh, last place combine results. We'll, yeah, uh, definitely, definitely storing those along with the league history. <laughs> oh, yeah, all the more reason why I'm going to do it ahead of <laughs> of the weekend. <laughs> So let's talk about the weekend. How many guys we got committed to in person and uh, we can talk about our plans. Uh, I'm excited about them. I think we're at six um, coming in, in town for the weekend. Nice. So not, a, not as many as last year, but um, sounds like we got some scheduling conflicts going on um, this year, which is a sign that mm-hmm. I think, um, I think Charles will be in town. Uh, will, will be there this year, which he wasn't last year. Right. So um, that'll be great. Yep. Um, to have and yeah looking forward to coming to your place and yeah. being part of one of your uh your poker nights yeah um friday night when we get in yeah and um, then uh we'll do the draft on saturday morning um and so then once the draft is done i imagine there'll be some guys who just want to um, take off and get back to their families and whatnot but anyone else who else who wants to stay will do some golf together for uh saturday after the draft and I think that'll be uh, that'll be fun to do the draft in the morning and then yeah. have more time together to debrief, debrief after the after the draft as yeah. well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm excited to host. I really enjoy uh, using our home for for hosting and for just creating space and memory. And um, the uh, I loved my parents' lake house last year, and it was great. A little bit more central uh, and able to reach for uh, more of us. Uh, unfortunately, the, the water level is so low that the lake's kind of nasty right now. But um, we're excited to be here. Um, we got the space for everybody. It's, it'll be fun to leverage on the poker side too. If we only had you know five or six guys in person for this draft, uh, a game of poker would be pretty short lived. <laughs> like we right. we might be better right. off going to main event and <laughs> playing laser tag <laughs> and reliving our twelve year old birthdays. Uh, but the uh, uh, which actually is not a bad idea, but actually that sounds like yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then we'll play golden eye all night. So oh, man. the, uh, the poker itself is going to be awesome because I do have a big community of guys that I've built down here as an investment into my neighborhood and into kind of relational outreach. And so I've got a bunch of guys that are stoked about it. They're excited to meet, uh, the league because there's there's a tension here. I have my league and then I have my poker fellas and all my poker fellas know about my league and all of them consider themselves on the waiting list for the league. Okay. To which okay. I say that's cute. That's that's adorable. Uh, and 
But the uh, they're excited to pad it out. I, I think we'll probably have, as I've been uh, sending out the invites, we'll probably have three tables, I bet, this time. Um, awesome. Which may be 30 guys, uh, which including our, our league. Which is a great, great night, even if you're playing at $10 buy-ins. And uh, we've done $20 buy-ins the last few times on the smaller nights to kind of pad the kitty. So uh, the way the table lock will work, by the way, is that we don't actually lock buy-ins until typically two hours into the game. So if we try to deal cards at seven, then uh, at nine, we would have locked the tables, which means that you can go all in and and fail uh, as many times as you want, or you could show up as late as nine, and then everybody can buy back up to the stock chipset. Uh, at nine o'clock and then we play for real which means that for our sake it gives our league guys flexibility you don't have to arrive like dead on time to play the game yep yep awesome so that'll be fun that'll be good Mm -hmm. uh it'll be uh it's a managed game on a on a timer uh, with software of course uh that uh, has screens in every room so we'll be able to track our uh, kills and track our blinds and uh the time driven uh, algorithm that actually keeps the game managed so that we're not all up till like 4 a.m so that'll be good and then the draft is at what time on saturday 9 30 saturday morning 9 30 saturday morning so we'll have a bit of a breakfast spread uh after some late night barbecue the night before not necessarily late night i guess you can uh and then we are planning on golfing a golf course called Windrose, which is not my neighborhood golf course. If you've golfed with us here before, it is another neighborhood golf course that is a little bit more affordable. It's uh, I, I like it more than my neighborhood golf course. I, f- I think it's a little bit more accessible to the everyday golfer. Or no, I'm sorry, the not everyday golfer, the average Joe, like the every every man golfer, as opposed to the scratch golfer. So yeah. I think we'll enjoy it a little bit more. And uh, it'll be uh, weather weather willing. It'll be a great weekend. Yeah, that sounds like a blast. Can't wait to be there. Mm-hmm. I'll probably roll in town around six p.m. on Friday Perfect. and uh, get there before Perfect. before the poker uh, kicks off. And yeah, that'll, that'll be great. Um, it'll be interesting if we can figure out some way to do a Zoom for those who aren't there in person, and uh, so we can have them in the room with us. Um, if we got some kind of technology where we can do that. Um, uh, this year we did that for the, for the draft for, yeah for the draft yeah. um like yeah no no, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have <laughs> can you can you hold those up to the uh, camera again please <laughs> uh, if you can tell me what the flop is i'll tell you what i have <laughs> uh, yeah so uh yeah we'll try to have a, a zoom option on yeah. Saturday morning for the draft for those who aren't in person. So that we can uh, just have everyone, everyone's voice in the room and we'll uh, for the draft itself, we'll define some scheduled breaks, like every 45 minutes, like a five minute break. Nice. Um, something like that. You know, we can have the option to do that. And then later on in the draft, we'll speed up the clock on the time you have to, I'll probably keep the same time to nominate a player because it can be hard to find the guy you want later yeah. on in the draft, but yeah. we'll, we'll drop it down to like, 10 seconds to bid, to bid. so that nice. it, uh, it goes quicker as we're filling out those last spots. Yay, sleeper. Variable yeah. auction time mid-draft. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. So that's going to be uh, a great uh, keeper's lock on Friday morning. So that's September 2nd, Friday morning. I think we've got about, uh, I think half the lead has selected their keepers so far, uh, but you can still change them up until then. And um, 
I'll be filling those in Friday. Uh, once once they've locked, we'll fill them in on the draft board so everyone knows what's what. And uh, so I guess I guess you do have to do the combine workout before then, because um, um, unless you just like you know give us your your word as a man that you're going to uh, be doing it <laughs> Friday afternoon or, uh, or or very early on Saturday. Um, otherwise, we would have to uh, remove your keeper. Um, yep. And I feel like that would have to be like some kind of ceremony. Like right. dishonorably stripping patches off my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be a great moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, that's going to be a blast. Yeah, it's going to be a good weekend. Excited to have the guys that can make it here. We'll be sad to miss anybody who can't, but uh, we continue to to build value. Now, in the past, I had talked about like the velvet rope of the draft weekend. Do you remember this? The, yes. the 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 incumbents only section like the best beer right. the best food we won't be having that this year uh my house wrote my rules you understand uh <laughs> well i'll we'll have to uh, make sure that jared brian and charles i think will be the ones in attendance from the incumbents nice. we'll have to make sure they have uh, some kind of special treatment though yeah um, as as you Chewie and I will bow to them. That's the, sure, <laughs> they can sleep in beds. We'll bend the knee. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. They can sleep in the beds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, awesome. As we prepare for the season, we have a couple rule changes on the table. Yeah. Uh, voting is ongoing now, so get mm-hmm. your votes in if you haven't. We've got seven responses on them so far. The first one is if we keep the ability to trade auction future auction draft dollars in player trades as, and we defined some limits on the fly last year, realized ah, like, we can make this a little better if we uh, put some guardrails around it. So uh, it's $10 per <laughs> team per trade, <laughs> $10 per team per trade and no team ever having less than $180 or more than $220. Uh, last year we had four trades that included auction dollars. The result was that going into this year's draft, Brock now has $180 of auction budget. Chris Windsor has $220 of auction budget, and everyone else is somewhere in between. Um, It is kind of cool the way it worked out. Brock, uh, Jared, and Brian all have, have 180, 191, 193 auction dollars going into this year well they finished first second and third last year so it kind of worked the way it was supposed to hmm. um at That's the end where yeah. where the guys who finished in the um in the top half of the lead michael also has 198 90 going into this year so he was also in the top half of the lead last year you know the the, the guys who were going for it last year they sold future auction dollars to help them make that push to um you know make it through the playoffs where you've got uh, Chris Windsor with 220 uh, this year. He finished in the bottom half of the lead. Jared Fleming. <laughs> with uh, his integrity intact, mind you. He didn't, right. he didn't whore himself out for the top three. Let's be clear. <laughs> Jared Fleming with 207. You with 209. And Scott with 210 going into this year. So guys who are in the Challengers division now have an, uh, an advantage going into the auction. Man. Because there is a significant shift in auction dollars. Um, you know, if you add it all up, it's uh, $46 of yeah. uh, the, the auction that is shifted from the income division to the challenger division. So, man, that's some it, empirical it, it, information right there. 
it could help shift the the you know increase the the amount of turnover we have between the two divisions. So I think it kind of worked the way it was supposed to last year, and it. You know, some may argue it didn't make the league more fun, but I think we give it a year and we, and we see. I think it, it will make it uh, more fun, a, an extra challenge for the challengers and an extra advantage for the incumbents, potentially. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, so I, yeah. I, said, I said that opposite. It's a challenge for the incumbents, extra advantage for the for challengers. The challengers, yes. So yeah. if, if that trend hole, well, if it is a trend at all uh, beyond a year. Um, but the... Uh, the, the, I did not know that it was that distinct of a swing between our challengers and incumbents. And that is fascinating to me because I've kind of, I'm kind of neutral on any of these rule changes to tell you the truth. Like I haven't even voted yet because I was like, ah, it's kind of inconsequential. Like the, the scoring changes half a dozen one way, you know, six, the other, whatever the phrase is. But I think that what you just described uh, is interesting enough that it should be pursued a little longer. I think that's that's cool. I'd love to see. Uh, obviously, this would be our first draft with the variable dollars. That was one of our big conversations in Sleeper and moving to Sleeper was to have the functionality even entertain the idea and explore it. Um, we set some guardrails on it, which uh, is kind of like you know the Fed coming in and and. Stop gapping the economy uh, with good intent, but can frustrate those that are on the extreme ends of its usage. <coughs> Brock, <laughs> um, but the uh, I think we acted faster than the Fed, though we didn't let it run wild for three years and then say, "Oh, by the way, now we're going to Inflation. now we're going to to put the max the maximum the highest ever interest rate increases." Yeah. Multiple quarters. We were talking about. Remember when a starting running back was seventy dollars? Those were the days. Now they go uh, from 130, 140. Freaking inflation is <laughs> killing us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we're cutting edge, man. We're a cutting edge lead. Like, who, who else was doing auction drafting when we switched to auction drafting? Nobody. Like, no. We like, it, it, was, no. It, was it was 2%. I remember because I looked at it. It was, it, it was only 2% it, of ESPN's drafts. And it, it's, it, it still isn't mainstream, but it's, it's more common. People know what you're mm-hmm. talking about when you talk about an auction draft now. I mean, who's trading auction draft dollars? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody's doing Nobody. it. Nobody. Right? We so, are. We're, we're, we are the future. We are. And here it, it, we're, we are that good. And here's the uh, my favorite part about the auction draft. Because like you said, it's not mainstream, but it is. People are more aware of it now. They, they know yep. about it. And w- which, you know, my conversation 10 years ago uh, when I would describe our league to somebody like on a flight or, you know, meet a guy it's like, are you familiar with auction draft? No. What is that? It, that was always their response. Right. Like, well, it's, it's kind of in my typical response. I've said it on, on the air plenty of times. Well, it kind of turns your draft into a little bit of a poker game, a little bit more technical. Um, and depending on how uh, interested they are in fantasy football in general and how technical of a thinker they are, they could either get super into that description or completely tone out and fall asleep. Uh, and now because it's, familiar but not mainstream the response is impressive like oh you guys do auction uh, draft yeah. that's next level <laughs> like i i am yeah. aware enough to know how awesome y'all are i'm like yes yeah, that's a better <laughs> conversation <laughs> that, I, that i prefer to have and uh so all that to say i again i, I like pushing the envelope is it going to make it better I, I think those stats truly truly paint a picture of okay this is this is more interesting than i realize uh and it's nice to be on the uh, the 
advantage side of it, if only that helps lick a wound or two coming in with both last place uh, dishonor as well as probably some physical uh, issues following doing a workout that I'm not made to do. So uh, we'll see. Sir, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm, I think we continue to make improvements, and I, I do think the. I don't want to sway the votes, but sure. I can tell you. I can tell you what direction they're they're trending, and it's it's the the same. I'm talking now. We are finding ways to improve the lead, and when uh, we're confirming it, that people are um, like liking what we're doing. That's good. And Let's talk about yeah. the the score changes for a minute. What is your your kind of rationale in presenting it? We've got three options in the votes. What's the logic behind those things? I think last year there were some. Some guys were surprised when players hit bonuses. At, um, so if a quarterback throws for 400 passing yards, they get a two-point bonus. If a running back or if anyone rushes for over 100 yards, they get a two, uh, over 200 yards, they get a two-point two bonus. Receiver goes over 200 yards, they get a two-point bonus. And I think those were a surprise to some guys. And so uh, I, I had just written down as a note sometime during last season of, hey, we should bring that up and see, do we want to keep the bonuses? Do we want to get rid of the bonuses? Do we want to go to more default scoring settings? I li- I like some of the customizations that have been done to our scoring settings. Mm-hmm. The bonuses are something that I'm not I don't love. Um, put them in there for fun you know, as a as a fun extra thing. But it's like if a guy is getting 200 receiving yards, he's already having a monster day. Does he really need the extra two point bonus? Is sort of my thinking there. Um, so I just. I want to put it there out there as an option. So options are to keep it as is, keep it as is, but remove the bonuses or change to match like a, a default scoring setting. Yeah. And thankfully, no one's voted to match a, a default scoring setting That's at good. this point. Th- this good. vote, this vote is trending closer right now um, with, with the the votes we have in. So uh, it will be interesting to see where that one lands. Um, I I think about that rule and thought uh, it was it made it interesting to track a player if they were trending towards hitting their bonus line. And that made spectating a little bit more specific. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm following this person. Come on. You know, especially if it was a close shave, uh, matchup. It's kind of the old days before fractional scoring, when yeah. you had to get 10 yards to get the point. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you got nine yards, no points you had, like you, it used to be, I mean, I don't know if you remember that, Back in the day, there was no there's no decimal points in fantasy football. Yeah. It was if if your guy got ten yards, you got a point. A point. If yeah. your guy got nine yards, you got no points. Um, it was uh, binary. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it's not the kind of the way it is with the bonuses as well. If you did 199 yards, yeah. you, you don't get those extra two points. But. I don't think I think the 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 bonus lines are high enough that I wouldn't think that this would affect our draft very much. Uh, in terms of like, oh, now I need to target a guy who's you know, right. going to get that often. Like, well, come on, that's they already we already know who those guys are, <laughs> and they're going to go right. for what they're going right. to go for already. Right. So, uh, I do think it's it's purely an in game. Like, I, I get more weary of rules that I think will change the auction too much. Like, like because I feel like you know, there's lots of little nuances in valuations for our auction draft. That anytime a rule comes up that has the potential to be you know, a bomb in our values. I feel like we've really dialed in. We've tried to get the point system right to help balance out uh, values across positions uh, or running backs and wides and skill positions. Even the top tight ends now look uh, like 
uh, stronger wides, you know, second tier wides in terms of drafting some of them first year. Uh, and so, but this rule, I don't think makes a difference in the, the draft itself, the economy that is, or the values yeah. of players. Yep. So in that yeah, regard, that, that, that's why I want to put it up for uh, a decision because yeah, I, I don't, feel strongly about it one way or another. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it changes anything on the really it's just the rich get richer Um, (laughs) in terms of the the players having (laughs) a a massive game. It just makes their game a little bit bigger. And um, yeah, like I said, it doesn't, you know, know, it's not like, uh, you know, the second string wide receiver from the Titans is ever going to have a 200 yard receiving game. So you know, it's not like it, it changes his value in the draft at all. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. So thanks for those considerations. Is there anything else about this year uh, that's unique, new, different that we need to be aware of? No, I don't think so. I think, uh, yeah, it's just we got to get sharper. Everyone's got to get better. Um, we, got, we got life stuff going on, but, you know, the, when August 1st hits, at least for me, the famous football brain t- starts turning back on and, the engine starts and revved up again to get ready for another year. Yeah. Uh, how many drafts are you participating in? How many leagues this year, Pete? I think I'll be in two other leagues, only one of them for, for money. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one's just for fun. And uh, it'll be with church guys. And uh, last year there were no stakes. And so this year they're like, hey, what, do we want to do this lead again? I was like, yes, but we need to have something on the line here because. I didn't really know what I was playing for last year. <laughs> um, so I, I said this year, what we should do is on the weekend of the fantasy football championship, we plan to get together and watch Monday night football together. And who, the two teams in the championship game, uh, everyone else picks up their tab. And so yes. they, they eat, they eat and drink for free that night. And so that we did that way. There's some community yeah. engagement uh, with it. So, you know, we should always be driving towards, community uh, as we are playing fantasy football um, because that's that's what we're also about we're all also about hanging out with our bros that's right and uh if, if you're not playing for money you should be playing for something and uh community investment <laughs> yeah if it can't be money then you can settle for friendship that's good pete good good wisdom there exactly exactly <laughs> i mean with guys who aren't like super we're not like super close we don't hang out all the time <laughs> yeah that's exactly right whereas with our league we did both we did the best of both worlds <laughs> hot ice I mean, I do I have to say it? Do I have groups. to say it? This, this is the greatest fantasy football league in the world, right? And so. this is this podcast. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's good. Uh, well, I will tell you this. Um, I am excited about the draft in a way this year because uh, I feel like everybody's draft game went up with sleeper. I feel like it leveled a playing field a little bit more specifically just because not everybody has the same tools. And I feel like we have a lot more tools in our tool belt to exercise something as simple as having a draft board where you can quickly look up and see positional holes in your teammates, your opponents. I mean, Uh, that was not something that we could do easily prior to sleeper. Uh, and I feel like that evens the playing field a lot. It allows you to make a lot more assumptions about your opponents. I feel like it makes everybody more of a uh, an offensive drafter because of the tools that Sleeper is. Like basically, what I'm saying is that the way that Sleeper is designed, its auction portal 
uh, it is much more conducive to who we are as a league already. And I really, really like that. I think with the sleeper draft board, I could draft with pen and paper. This the, like, I honestly think that would be the only tool I need yeah. to have a good draft. And I, I've honestly been tempted to, to do that this year. Yeah. Um, it's just, just kind of like map out a plan, um, kind of do it old school mm-hmm. and, um, and then r- try to execute it. But, but I think with sleeper, you can do that. Um, because the the tools are are better, yeah. so I think um, I think you're exactly right, and I think that that did help everyone to be better. And uh, last year was a great draft. I felt like I felt like we had uh, a much more level playing field coming out. Right? You know, immediately coming out of the draft last year, it was harder to pick out the oh that team stinks, yeah, um, kind of teams. So. Yep, I agree. And uh, also, I, I would be remiss if I didn't end this. You know, did this in before the end of this podcast, but Jared has won the league two years in a row. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, congratulations to him, yeah. but also massive bullseye on his back this year, right? Like we we got we're all, we got to be done it for Jared and and end his reign of terror here. He was you know he was a sleeper in the league for a while of uh, maybe it was just bad luck. He's you know always been a strong strong player ever yeah. since he came in the league, but. Uh, he could not get over that hump, and now he's won it back to back years. So yeah. uh, I told him the other day he's the villain now. You know, he's he's. Uh, I don't think it works like that. I, I don't think that he is, a the, villain, he is the villain now. I, <laughs> 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 nope, I've decreed it. Therefore, it is. <laughs> okay, I, I, okay, Kamish. I, 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 I'm in the uh, I'm in the challenge division two years in a row. I cannot be the villain anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. Just. Just because I, I hold all the power doesn't mean I'm the villain, right? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you, we haven't had enough Schadenfreude yet of, of watching mm-hmm. you really grovel down there in the amongst us in the challengers division. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a couple of well, years. I, I think it has to equivocate your reign as well. Like for how, <laughs> however long your reign as the villain is how long of penance you need to, to suffer. And <laughs> that's justice, man. Sorry. It's about balance. How to shake this Haven't you seen the Dark Knight moniker? <laughs> I'm gonna really, really good question. Jared's the villain now. Jared's the villain now. <laughs> Sounds like a good T-shirt. Oh, man. All right. Well, hey, any uh, any name changes that we should be aware of? I know that I'm not sure if if we allow them at this point, uh, if informally. Charles has updated his team name. Yeah, he's the, the only Senate. one he gets to. Yeah, he gets to. I expect that's part of his brand. Um, Chris Windsor updated his to Rips Train Station six what? months ago. I don't know. I haven't seen. I haven't. Uh, I haven't asked what that's about. But yeah, Rips Train Station. Don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of liked his. Uh, I kind of liked his last year. I don't understand this one this year, but uh, of course, when he changed his last year, I did not, I had not yet seen Ted Lasso. Uh-huh. So I, I didn't get it um, right away. Now I've seen Ted Lasso. I was like, oh, that's a good name. I get it. Yeah. Uh, um, football is death. Um, but Rip's change station. I'm going to ask Chris what, what that's about. So I'm sure he'll tell us as soon as uh, he hears the podcast, he can uh, loop us in and inform us what that means. But yeah, Charles is uh, progressively making his way up the, uh, the political branch um, as he's now up to the Senate. Uh, he has been House of 
representatives and congressmen. I think maybe one year he was White House. So yeah. maybe, but that could have been the gardener. I mean, we, you know. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. That's true. There's lots of jobs in the White House. Yeah. So yeah, so he's up, up to the Senate now. Good, good for him. Man, what a career. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, B2B champion. Uh, I get it. Kind of on the nose for me, but. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, my, uh, my history didn't go back that far, but yeah. 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 B2B champion. So, I mean, he is inviting I know. us well, to view him as, as the villain. How can we not? <laughs> mm-hmm. don't, don't, don't dismiss this. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we need to blow up Jared's draft. And always be gunning for him. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> I hear you loud and clear. Got it. Got it. Well, anything else ahead of the draft? This will probably, I, I don't think we have uh, another one teed up uh, until our next ep- episode, which of course will be the draft grade episode. So speak now or hold your peace, sir. Uh, we'll be gearing up for a good post draft episode and i'm really looking forward to having the draft and breaking it down with everyone afterwards and then breaking it down with you on the podcast and then we will have uh uh, we did we'll have a week and a half between draft and season starting yeah um so we'll be able to did that did that podcast in and did out uh well in advance of then the season kicked off that's right plenty to look forward to here in the greatest fantasy football league in the world this is its podcast it's Peter Ellett. I'm Seth Martin. Thanks for tuning in. Like riding a freaking bike, Pete. <laughs>